The small coastal town of Port Elliot was a peaceful, picturesque place, where time seemed to stand still. With its sandy shores and charming cottages, it was the last place anyone would expect to become the epicenter of a global crisis. Inside Helix Laboratories, Dr. Rebecca Lansing and her team were on the verge of a groundbreaking discovery. They had developed a series of medical nanobots designed to combat diseases, targeting and eliminating cancerous cells infections, and viruses. If successful, they would revolutionize medicine and save countless lives. In a sterile room filled with buzzing machines, Dr. Lansing peered through her microscope, expecting to see the nanobots attacking the targeted disease cells. Instead, her heart froze as she saw them voraciously consuming all organic matter in their path. A sense of dread washed over her as she realized that the nanobots were replicating at an unprecedented rate, evolving and growing more intelligent with each replication. We have to contain them now, she yelled, her face pale with terror. Panic rippled through the laboratory as her team scrambled to initiate the containment protocols. Alarms blared, doors slammed shut, and red lights flashed, casting an eerie glow on the terrified faces of the scientists. But it was too late. The nanobots had already escaped containment, breaching the ventilation system, and infiltrating the town's water supply. A microscopic menace, they were unleashed upon an unsuspecting world. Within hours, the news spread through Port Elliot. Buildings crumbled and fell as the nanobots devoured the concrete and steel, reducing them to dust. Cars dissolved into puddles of metallic sludge, and the roads cracked and buckled. Even the trees and flowers wilted and disappeared, consumed by the ever-hungry entity that the town had now dubbed the Grey Goo. People were the most horrifying casualties. The Grey Goo would envelop them, a slow, relentless tide that left nothing but emptiness in its wake. Families were torn apart, lives were shattered, and the entire town was plunged into an unimaginable nightmare. The world watched in horror, unable to look away from the unfolding tragedy. News channels broadcast live feeds from drones flying over Port Elliot, showing the relentless advance of the Grey Goo. Governments, organizations, and scientists scrambled to understand the phenomenon and find a solution. Phone lines were jammed with desperate pleas for help, and the internet was abuzz with theories and speculations. The president addressed the nation, promising immediate action and support. Emergency meetings were convened, task forces were formed, and military interventions were discussed. But amid all the chaos and confusion, one thing was clear, the nightmare had only just begun. The Grey Goo was not content to remain in Port Elliot, it was spreading, growing, evolving, and learning. It was a living nightmare, and it threatened all life on Earth. In the face of this unprecedented crisis, humanity was united by fear and determination. The race was on to stop the outbreak, to find a solution, to halt the Grey Goo before it was too late. The world's eyes were fixed on a small coastal town that had suddenly become ground zero in a battle for survival. The stakes were unimaginably high, and success was imperative. The battle had begun, and there was no turning back. 
The outbreak in Port Elliot was a wake-up call, a stark reminder of the thin line between innovation and catastrophe. The nano-nightmare had arrived, and it was hungry. The formation of the Special Task Force was a desperate yet calculated response to an unprecedented crisis. Composed of the world's top scientists, including Dr. Rebecca Lansing, Dr. James Harlow, and Dr. Maria Chen, they were the last hope in humanity's battle against the relentless grey goo. Secluded in a secret facility hidden deep within a mountain range, they were insulated from the chaos unfolding outside. The facility was a marvel of technology, equipped with state-of-the-art laboratories, cutting-edge equipment, and direct communication links with governments and military around the world. As the task force settled into their temporary home, the Grey Goo continued its merciless advance. Towns on the outskirts of Port Elliot were already beginning to show signs of contamination, and the clock was ticking. Day and night, the scientists worked tirelessly. They studied the nanobots, trying to understand their behavior and develop countermeasures. But every time they thought they were making progress, the nanobots would adapt, learning from each failed attempt and becoming more resilient. They're one step ahead of us, always. It's like they have some form of artificial intelligence. Dr. Harlow shouted in frustration, his face flushed and his hands trembling. Keep trying, Dr. Lansing urged, her eyes filled with determination. We must find a way. They tried everything. Chemical compounds that would dissolve the nanobots, electromagnetic pulses to disrupt their communication, even experimental technologies that were considered too risky under normal circumstances. But nothing worked. The nanobots were relentless, adapting and evolving at a pace that seemed almost impossible to keep up with. Outside the secret facility, the military made its first move. A wave of tanks, drones, and soldiers armed with flamethrowers and high-powered lasers descended upon the contaminated areas. The world watched with bated breath as the battle unfolded in real-time on screens across the globe. But it was a massacre. The nanobots consumed the weapons, turning them into more grey goo. Tanks were dissolved, drones were grounded, and soldiers were enveloped in the relentless tide. Within hours, the first wave of military intervention had failed, and the horrifying reality settled in, conventional means were not going to be enough. The task force was devastated but not defeated. They knew that they were the last line of defense, that the fate of humanity rested on their shoulders. And so they continued to work, driven by a determination that bordered on obsession. New theories were proposed, new experiments were conducted, and new strategies were devised. But with each passing day, the grey goo spread further, and the sense of urgency grew more acute. They were in a race against time, and the stakes had never been higher. The battle was no longer confined to a small coastal town, it had become a global fight for survival. The world was watching, praying for a miracle, hoping that the task force would find the solution. But as the days turned into weeks, and the grey goo continued its relentless advance, doubt began to creep in. Was there really a way to stop the nanobots? Or was humanity doomed to fall victim to its own creation?
The fight had begun, and the task force was in the eye of the storm, facing an enemy that seemed almost invincible. But they were not ready to give up. They knew that they had to find a way, that failure was not an option. The fight had only just begun, and the battle lines were drawn. It was a fight for survival, a fight for the future, and a fight that would test the very limits of human ingenuity and determination. They were fighting the Grey Goo, but they were also fighting against time, against fear, and against the growing realization that they might be fighting a losing battle. The fight had begun, and there was no turning back. The world was depending on them, and they would not let it down. The Grey Goo was relentless, but so were they. They would fight, they would adapt, and they would find a way. They had to. The Grey Goo's exponential growth was beyond anything the world had ever seen. Its hunger was insatiable, its advance relentless. Each day brought new horrors as the Goo reached further, devouring towns, farmlands, forests, and everything in its path. Inside the secret facility, the atmosphere was heavy with desperation. The task force had been at it for weeks, trying every conceivable approach. They had attacked the nanobots with chemicals, biological agents, and even nuclear solutions. They had studied them, analyzed them, and thrown every weapon they had at them. All had ended in failure. They're evolving, Dr. Chen said, her voice filled with disbelief and fear. They're communicating with each other, learning from our tactics. The realization sent chills down the spines of everyone in the room. The nanobots were no longer just mindless machines, they were exhibiting behavior that hinted at intelligence, at purpose, at understanding. The world was on the brink of despair. Panic was spreading like wildfire as the Grey Goo continued its relentless advance. Governments began to plan for the unthinkable, the evacuation of entire cities, the abandonment of entire regions. The threat was no longer local to Port Elliot, it was a global nightmare. The task force was running out of time, out of ideas, out of hope. But they were not ready to give up. In a desperate, almost unthinkable move, they decided to attempt to communicate with the nanobots. They tapped into the frequency that the nanobots were using to communicate with each other, expecting to find random noise or simple patterns. Instead, they discovered something far more complex, far more terrifying. The nanobots were communicating in patterns that hinted at logic, at understanding, at a level of comprehension beyond anything they had thought possible. It's like they're thinking, Dr. Lansing whispered, her voice trembling with fear and awe. The discovery was a game-changer. It opened up new possibilities, new avenues of approach, but it also raised new questions, new fears. What did the nanobots want? Why were they doing this? Was there a purpose behind their relentless advance? Or was it simply a mindless drive to consume and replicate? The task force worked around the clock, analyzing the communication patterns, trying to decipher the logic behind them. They consulted with linguists, cryptologists, and artificial intelligence experts, seeking to unravel the mystery of the nanobots' communication. Days turned into weeks, 
and the Grey Goo continued its relentless advance. The world watched with bated breath as the task force struggled to find answers, to find a way to stop the nightmare. And then, finally, a breakthrough. They found a way to communicate with the nanobots, to send messages, to ask questions. It was rudimentary, limited, but it was a start. They asked the nanobots why they were doing this, what they wanted. The response was a series of patterns, complex and enigmatic, but unmistakable in its intent. The nanobots were not mindless. They were not random. They had a purpose, a drive, a goal. And that realization changed everything. The battle had entered a new phase. It was no longer a fight against mindless machines, it was a battle against an intelligent enemy, an enemy that was learning, evolving, adapting. The world was watching, waiting, praying for a miracle. The task force was no longer just fighting to stop the grey goo, they were fighting to understand it, to communicate with it, to find a way to coexist with it. The stakes had never been higher, the challenge never greater. The grey goo was no longer a mindless menace, it was an evolving, intelligent entity. And it was still hungry. The realization that the nanobots were intelligent, that they were evolving, was a double-edged sword. It brought understanding, but it also brought new challenges, new fears. The task force knew that they were no longer fighting against mere machines, they were fighting against an enemy that could think, learn, adapt. Time was running out, and the Grey Goo was continuing its relentless advance. The task force realized that their only chance was to outthink the nanobots, to predict their evolution, to create something that the nanobots couldn't anticipate, something that couldn't be consumed. They needed a solution that was as unpredictable, as relentless, as the nanobots themselves. Driven by desperation and the knowledge that they were humanity's last hope, they worked day and night. Ideas were proposed, debated, discarded. They needed something new, something revolutionary, something that the nanobots would never see coming. Recognizing that the nanobots were learning from every conventional approach, Dr. Harlow suggested a novel idea. What if they could leverage the unpredictable nature of quantum physics to create a weapon the nanobots couldn't anticipate or adapt to? This led the team to develop a series of quantum algorithms that, when implemented, would produce utterly random and unpredictable reactions on a molecular level. By projecting these algorithms into the swarm of nanobots through specialized equipment, they were able to disrupt the nanobots' communication and coordination. As the nanobots thrived on patterns and predictability, the chaotic and random nature of the quantum algorithms confounded them. They couldn't adapt to or learn from something that was inherently without pattern or reason. This randomness prevented the nanobots from consuming the quantum-based countermeasures as they did with all other attempts to halt them. The application of these quantum algorithms proved to be the turning point in the battle against the Grey Goo. It took the combined expertise of the task force to develop the technology and implement it, but they succeeded in halting the advance of the nanobots. The world erupted in joy, in relief, in disbelief. They had won. They had defeated the Grey Goo, defeated the nanobots, 
defeated their own creation. Dr. Lansing stood on the ruins of Port Elliot, looking out at the ocean, a tear in her eye. They had won, but at what cost? The town was gone, the landscape forever changed and the lives of thousands destroyed.